Welcome to Watch Therefore, the program designed to help the disciple of Messiah Jesus obey His command to watch therefore and be ready, for you don't know the hour or the day your Lord is coming. Dove Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee, encouraging everyone who's watching more than ever to watch therefore and be ready. So thankful to be with you once again on the program, Watch Therefore. I'm going to be sharing with you today the theme of our response during the shaking. As disciples of Messiah Jesus, our response during this time of shaking. I often speak of Bible prophecy scenarios in this generation and then how we can prepare to see our Savior Jesus when we're caught up, raptured, as He comes to take us back to that place He's been preparing for us. How can I think, speak, and live in such a way that I will hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant from my Savior one day, probably very soon, Lord willing. Well, this message today gives us so much important instruction during this generation's unique shaking and turbulence. But first, a word of prayer. Oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, please bless all who are watching today and help us prepare as we watch, therefore, and get and stay ready. Thank you, Father, in Messiah Jesus' name. Amen. Today, we're going to look at a letter initially written to the Jewish disciples of Messiah Jesus, and then, of course, by extension, applies to all believers all over the world. We're going to begin by looking at Hebrews 12, 18 through 24 briefly, and then verses 25 through 29 with greater emphasis. 18 through 24 helps set up the context for verses 25 through 29. First, let me say that in many cases, we have inherited an extremely unbalanced understanding of grace. An understanding that comes from only teaching on the feel-good aspects of new covenant grace. Leaving out, for example, that our Savior demands that we deny ourselves take up our cross and follow Him every day if we're going to be His disciples. Chastening is another example. Earlier in this chapter, the Holy Spirit pens this through the author. For whom the Lord loves, He chastens and scourges every son whom He loves. See, leaving out the less feel-good principles makes for comfortable, fair-weather Christians, but it's terrible for making authentic, strong, all-weather disciples of Messiah Jesus. The unbalanced teaching has created a negligence, a dismissive thinking, 
about our Savior, the new covenant, and grace, and also facilitated a lack of the fear of the Lord. Listen to the author of Hebrews in chapter 12, verses 18 through 24. Yeah, 18 through 24, comparing the Israelis at Mount Sinai at the giving of the old covenant law to we who are in this new covenant. Here we go. For you have not come to the mountain that may be touched and that burned with fire and to blackness and darkness and tempest and the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words so that those who heard it begged that the word should not be spoken to them anymore. For they could not endure what was commanded. And if so much as a so much as a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned or shot with an arrow. And so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I am exceedingly afraid and trembling. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. Do you see how serious the new covenant is and how serious we should take it? We have wrongly learned that somehow the standard for our thinking, speaking, and living in the new covenant is lower than that of the old covenant, while the opposite is true. Listen to our Savior in the Sermon on the Mount. You've heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. You see, the standard for a disciple of our risen King and Lord Jesus is much higher than that of the old covenant. So high that only by humbly responding rightly to grace can we live by that standard. As we deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow our Lord Jesus. The Holy Spirit fills us, and He lives the life of Christ through us. Messiah in us, in the Holy Spirit, raises us up to that new covenant standard. Hallelujah. And as we continue in Hebrews 12, we see something. It's a heavenly standard. Let's look at it again. But you have come to Mount Zion, into the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. Today, may our Lord and Savior renew our minds and give us instructions for the way forward in this generation that is shaking Repentance is changing the mind and turning from the wrong way and going the right way. But repentance always is accompanied by fruit. It's called the fruit of repentance, a changed life, a changed direction, a renewed mind. And in a moment, we're going to see how important this teaching is, how, te- how important it is for we who live in this generation. And we're going to see very specific marching orders from the captain of our faith, Messiah Jesus. In this generation, especially 
We should respond today to the word of the Lord that we have heard and that we're going to hear in just a moment. I want to end this segment with a personal testimony. Many years ago, gosh, probably 20 years ago, I wasn't yet in full-time ministry. I was bivocational, and I had a position in sales at a company, and I was also involved in prison ministry. And that the Friday night, the end of the work week, that Friday night, there was a big preaching event scheduled where I was going to go preach in this prison. And all through the week, I hadn't heard anything from the Lord. I didn't know what I was supposed to speak about. And then Friday came and all through the day while I was working, I was like, Lord, what am I going to do? And so the end of the workday came, I was going to go to the prison from work and uh, there was no one else there at the office except for one man. His office was at the front uh, by the front door. Mine was like in the middle of the building. So I walked out of the office up to the front door there uh, and I was just talking with this gentleman. He was a, a believer in Messiah Jesus as well. And I was just talking with him. And, and 20 years ago, I was probably a little more fidgety than I am now. I was standing up against the wall with my hands behind my back and there was this little button there and I was just kind of hitting that little button like this with my, uh, one of my fingers as I was talking to him and I didn't think anything. And after I got done talking with him, I went back to my office and, and a few minutes later, all of a sudden I heard this loud voice bellowing into the office. Is everybody okay in there? Is, is, is everybody okay? What's going on in there? I mean, and this thundering voice filled the building. I, I stepped I put my head out my office and looked over and there was this huge Houston police officer in full uniform with his gun drawn. And as I looked at him like, huh? It hit me. When I was in that office talking with that man, hitting that button, that was the armed robbery emergency alarm to the police. And I was punching, hitting that thing like this. And when I realized that, I went... I said, I know what happened. There's, everything's fine. You can put your gun away. And when I said that, he almost erupted. His face became bright red. He said, put my gun away. Everything's okay. I had explained what happened and it made him very mad. He said, you don't know what I did to get here to save you. You don't understand. I busted red lights. I had my sirens going. I endangered other Houstonians to get here to save you. And you're going to tell me, ah, everything's okay. Put your gun away. I'm giving you a $200 ticket. And he did. And as he was explaining the reality of the situation to me, you see, I was disconnected to the, the urgency and the significance of what I had done in my wrong thinking. And I just, my head dropped and I went, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. And he did. He gave me a $200 ticket. And it hit me. That's my message for tonight at the prison. We have gotten to a place where our thinking and our speaking and our living as disciples of Jesus the Lord is so disconnected from the enormity of what he did to come and save us. What our father gave up bankrupting heaven and, and, and the sacrifice he gave and then the sacrifice our Savior gave upon the cross for our sins and to live for three years being tormented by these crazy people and assailed, even being accused of having demon spirits and then to go to the cross for us. And, and the way we think, speak, and live reflects like we think, oh, you know, a little blood, a few nails. It's grace. It's grace. No. No, it, it's not right. It's not right. And it offends the Lord. I preached that night and I shared these things. 
many repented and got right with the Lord. Many came to faith in Messiah Jesus. And folks, we need to get right with God about these things, about how disconnected our thinking, speaking, and living is compared to the enormity of what He has done for us and who He is. Yes? Well, uh, I'll be back in just a moment as we continue through Hebrews 12. Remember, watch therefore and be ready. This Watch Therefore television program and message is going into 200 million homes in 200 countries. Oh, hallelujah. As the Lord is using this as a tool to help make disciples who will hear from Him one day very soon, well done, thy good and faithful servant. This message stirs the lukewarm to repent and seek after the Lord with a whole heart. It also ties perfectly with the gospel as many see the desperate need for a savior in these waning hours of this prophetic generation. Remember to watch therefore and be ready. Along with our Watch Therefore television program, we have our ministries blessing Israeli believers and poured out for the nations. Like Romans 1.16 says, to the Jew first and then to the nations. Our co-founding partner of Blessing Israeli Believers, John McTurnan and myself, we co-founded the ministry as we partner with Israeli believers in Messiah Jesus who are getting out the gospel, making disciples, saving babies from abortion, helping Holocaust survivors, and so much more. And then our To the Nations ministry poured out for the nations where we go to many countries in Africa and other places as well, getting out the gospel, preaching the Watch Therefore message seeing many saved, helping orphans and widows as well. Oh, what incredible opportunities we have through blessing Israeli believers and poured out for the nations. What a way to watch therefore and be ready when our Savior comes for us in the clouds. A great way to get acquainted and stay close to our ministry is through our monthly free newsletters. You can receive your blessing Israeli believers and poured out for the nations newsletter by post or by email. Uh, we have updates about what's going on in the ministry along with important devotionals that will help you to watch therefore and be ready. Go to our website, watchtherefore.tv and sign up for our Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nation's monthly newsletters. Along with prayer, there are those who would like to financially partner with our ministry. First, let me say this. If you've not yet received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, Please do not send any money into this ministry. It's our desire that you would be our guest and even pray to receive Jesus as your Savior and Lord today. For those who would like to financially partner with the ministry, there's three primary ways to do so. You can give to our Watch Therefore television program, our ministry Blessing Israeli Believers, or Poured Out for the Nations. You can do so by post or online. There's information there on the screen. What a great way to lay your treasures up in heaven and to watch therefore and be ready. Once again, here at the new year, we're offering our special Messianic Hebraic calendars with a gift of any amount to our ministries, watch therefore, blessing Israeli believers, or poured out for the nations. These beautiful calendars have special pictures of Israel, Bible verses, and Hebraic teaching and feast of the Lord dates as they pertain to our faith in Messiah Jesus. Just make out your check or online giving to one of these three ministries and write calendar in the memo or notes section and we will send out your special calendar for the new year. 
And finally, I'd like to share a couple Bible passages with you that have changed my life and blessed me tremendously. Psalm 41, blessed is he who considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive and he will be blessed on the earth. You will not deliver him to the will of his enemies. The Lord will strengthen him on his bed of illness. You will sustain him on his sickbed. Proverbs 19, he who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord and he will pay back what he has given. Through our ministries, Watch Therefore and Poured Out for the Nations, we have deep relationships with reliable, godly men who minister to the poor in India, two pastors in Kenya, a ministry in Rwanda, and also Burundi. These all work faithfully and directly with some of the poorest people you can imagine, sharing the gospel and helping them in the name of Messiah Jesus with food and other essentials. There are special promises the Lord keeps for those who consider the poor. As the Holy Spirit leads you to stand on these promises, join us by designating on your check or the notes section online, the poor. Welcome back to the program Watch Therefore. Earlier, we saw in Hebrews 12, 18 through 24, how serious the Lord was about the giving of the old covenant law and that we should take the new covenant initiated by the blood of Messiah Yeshua even more serious than the old covenant, which brings us down to Hebrews 12, 25. See that you do not refuse him who speaks, for if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth, but now he is promising yet once more. I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Now this yet once more indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken as of things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. We are very seriously instructed, even warned, do not refuse him who speaks. Do not think, well, I'm saved, so I can just, you know, do what I want to do, walk in my own ways, even if they're against the Lord's ways. Now, that's grace. No, that's not grace. That's foolishness, and it's dangerous. I hear and see people today say and do the most outrageous things and call themselves Christians. Well, whatever they are, they certainly are not disciples of Jesus Christ. Those who live this way will not escape what is already here and certainly is coming. Do you not see things shaking in the world today? Who do you think's doing that? Bible teachers, even Bible prophecy teachers, I've been watching for years and I respect, say things like, well, it's not God who's doing these fearful things. He's allowing them. Really? Well, listen to what he says about himself. In Amos 3, will a bird fall into a snare on the earth where there is no trap for it? Will a snare spring up from the earth if it has caught nothing at all? If a trumpet is blown in a city, will not the people be afraid? If there's calamity in a city, will not the Lord have done it? Or Isaiah 45, I am the Lord and there is no other. There is no God besides me. I will gird you though you have not known me, that they may know from the rising of the sun to its setting that there's none besides me. I am the Lord, there is no other. I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create calamity. I, the Lord, do all these things. Folks, we need to get rid of our touchy-feely, modernized, 
homogenized and even Americanized thinking about the Lord. We should not try to worship him as who we want to make him to be because he's looking for those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. We need to come to him as he is. Uh, More than his voice shook the earth at Mount Sinai, he will shake the heavens and the earth during a very specific generation, our generation. The Lord has begun to remove those things that are not of his kingdom. It's so important to cut our heart attachments away from the things the Lord is shaking to remove them. Make no mistake, the shaking has begun. He calls them birth pains in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Isaiah 66, and many other places in the Bible. And this Hebrews author quotes the prophet Haggai in chapter 2, verse 6, where he writes of the day of the Lord, a day of trouble like the world has never seen, which culminates with King Jesus sitting on the throne of David in Jerusalem. Hebrews 12, 26b, yet once more I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. And he says, only the things of the kingdom of the Lord will remain. What we're seeing now This is all headed very quickly to the seven-year time of global tribulation that will completely shake off everything that does not pertain to the kingdom of of our Holy Father, our Holy Heavenly Father, the Son, Messiah Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. The Hebrews author ends this passage with very clear instruction. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear for our God is a consuming fire. We who are born again in Messiah Yeshua are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. We're to believe and live out our kingdom citizenship now on this earth. You remember the Lord's Prayer. O Father, who art in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth. We could even apply it this way. On earth in my life as it is in heaven. It's difficult to imagine what's coming to this earth. I've been teaching about it for many years and it's still very hard for me to watch. To watch what's taking place even today and to imagine what is coming much of which we could see before the rapture, before the tribulation. Like Father Abraham, we're to be seeking a heavenly city whose builder and maker is God. And we should receive the true grace of the Lord. True grace, and don't forget this, true grace meets anyone wherever they are, but true grace never leaves them there. And that's why I love Titus 2, which teaches us what grace does. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age, looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Messiah Jesus, the rapture, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. You see, true grace teaches us to serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. We need to respond to and cooperate with the grace found 
in Jesus Christ alone. For our God is a consuming fire. He will consume sinners in the fire of his wrath or consume disciples of Messiah Jesus in the fire of his love that burns everything else off of us except the character of the Lord. We're to be like burning bushes in the wilderness, like where Moses was walking through the wilderness, bushes in the wilderness all around, but one was burning, but not burned up. It was burning with the presence of the Holy One, Jesus Christ, who spoke to him from that bush. That's what we're to be like in this time of darkness on the earth, this time of a wilderness. Yes? What about you? Will you respond to the grace of the Lord today? Have you heard something today that causes you to want to repent and embrace the love and grace found in Jesus Christ? Oh, disciple of Jesus, one who's born again, have you heard something today that would make you want to say, I need to repent. I need to get right with God about this, that, or the other. Are you truly born again? Is there anyone watching right now, you've never truly been saved. Your heart's never really been changed. You've never gone from being a person who loves the things of this world and, and, and sin to, to loving Jesus and wanting to live a holy life because of, of, of the goodness of the Lord. Today is your day. In either category, already saved but needing to get right with the Lord, not yet saved, needing to be forgiven for your sins, saved from your sin and hell and the wrath of God and placed in the kingdom of God. His forgiveness, love, righteousness, and forgiveness for you. Cry out to Him today. Oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, I want to get right with you, Lord. I, I begin now to repent, to turn away from my sins and receive you as my Savior and Lord and to live out a new life that you give me even right now. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. You were buried on the third day and rose again. Save me, forgive me. Build, raise me up to live a life that honors our Father in heaven and th that I would be ready when you come for us in the clouds, Lord Jesus, to take us back to that place you've been preparing for us. Amen. Amen. If you're doing that now, you're getting saved. There's information at the bottom of your screen. Contact us, please. There's literature we want to send you to help you begin your new life in Messiah Jesus. Hallelujah and hallelujah. And for everyone who's watching, now is the time to get right with the Lord. If you're already saved, but you've heard the Spirit of the Lord from the Word of the Lord today speak directly to you because that's what He does. He loves you and He wants you to be right with Him and He wants you to be ready and He wants to tell you, well done, my good and faithful servant. But we have to go His way. And in this time of shaking, everything else that's not His way is being shaken off. So for everyone who's watching more than ever, now is the time to watch their form. Be ready. Messiah Jesus is coming for us. Any moment. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch Therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V-F-O-R-I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. You can also find us there at watchtherefore.tv. Until next time, 
are watching for King Jesus to return. Watch therefore and be ready. Slain, he'll come again Our conquering king on that day His sword will go forth To take back and restore what belongs What belongs